This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 332. Coaching is a powerful tool for leaders to use to empower their teams and encourage others to reach their full potential. This collaborative process focuses on developing skills, addressing challenges, and achieving goals. When leaders are coach, they are challenged to think and communicate from a different perspective, to engage with curiosity and belief in the other person's ability to be a thought partner and an active participant in creating solution or navigating the road forward. So how do leaders respond to using a new set of skills and what's the impact of applying coaching to their leadership style? How can coaches help leaders achieve more by engaging in the same tools that the coach is using with the leaders? We are going to explore that and more today through the eyes of the leader. Join us in this Star Coach episode. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Welcome to the show. It is great to have you here. As an executive coach, I know the value that comes from an executive or a leader partnering with a coach to meet their goals, to grow, to gain new insights and perspective and increase their impact. When I transitioned from being a therapist to a coach almost 15 years ago, it was that kind of work that I envisioned was the way that I was going to help organizations become healthier work environments for all involved. What I didn't realize then, and what has become so incredibly clear to me over the years, is that we can most impact workplaces in a positive way by imparting the skills and the frameworks that we use as coaches to the leaders that we work with, not just by coaching them, but by helping them coach the people they lead. I have now had the privilege and honor to teach hundreds of leaders the principles of coaching so that they can listen in a way that creates a more collaborative solution. They can use curiosity to draw out the wisdom and creativity from those with whom they work. And they can give the gift of challenge to help those other people think about what they really want, how they're going to go about getting it, what they're doing that's not working, what is working, and what that solution really looks like. So I thought that today it might be useful to share the perspectives of some of those leaders that I've had the honor to train, what they thought about training, when they were first brought in, how they evolved through the process, and what was most helpful to them along the way. I will weave their words about how coaching has changed the way they lead throughout this episode. So my hope is that this show will challenge you to think about the opportunities that coaching provides 
to those who want to be a more impactful leader, to those of you who are coaches who work with leaders. And in actuality, you know, we're all in a place of leading some, hopefully coaching others, being in a place of curiosity and genuine interest in our fellow human beings. Now, if you have yet to meet me, my name is Meg Rentschler. I've been working with others to create positive changes in their lives for four decades now. I believe that the framework of coaching and the coaching conversation and the tools that it provides really help all of us connect more meaningfully and make the world a healthier place for our minds and our bodies. As I mentioned, one way I do that is by working with leadership teams to strengthen their skills using coaching as a leader, also partnering with them to reach their goals. I also train and mentor coaches to build their skills, their confidence, their businesses. And the Star Coach Show was created as a resource to that end. So at any point, I invite you to visit starcoachshow.com to access the library of over 300 shows dedicated to sharing strategies, tools, and resources about the world of coaching, whether you're a leader or a coach. I'm super happy to have you here. Let's dive into how coaching can really impact the way that we lead. And let's start with what makes coaching critical for leadership. For leaders, success is not just based on their own individual skills and abilities, but really the performance of their team and how they're leading their team. Often people are promoted into leadership because they're great at what they do as an individual contributor, as a technical person, as a, you know, delivering to meet those organizational goals. So they're recognized for that work and moved into leadership. However, the reality is just because we're good at something technically or we have a rich knowledge base, it doesn't necessarily mean that we know how to lead, how to communicate most effectively, how to motivate others, how to develop our team's skills, how to share knowledge and build confidence of the team, how to help our team's job satisfaction and engagement improve, and ultimately drive for those organizational goals. Those are all wonderful things to be able to do, but they're not inherent. They don't just kind of pop into our heads the minute that we become a leader. So learning the skill of coaching can help to do that. It's true that not everyone has buy-in when their leadership signs them up for leadership training around coaching. So when we are coming from a place of, oh my gosh, coaching can really help you with this, we've got to pay attention to how is that landing on the people that we're training. These statements are directly from participants and what they told me as they began their training, I wonder if you can relate to this either as a coach or as a leader. One participant told me, when I first heard the word coaching, my skepticism kicked in. I wondered how could somebody train me to be a better leader? 
they don't even understand my particular challenges. Another participant told me, my elevated need for high achievement has left me hyper-focused on my personal success. And now I'm beginning to realize that I miss the need to invest more time and effort in strengthening and empowering the members of my team. That was a big awakening and insight that helped this person zero in more on what coaching as a leader could do for the team. Another, and this is such a key, oh, I hear this so often. One participant said to me, one issue that we face as being fixers is to automatically divert to providing a solution for our team members. We are sometimes subconsciously riveted to giving suggestions as opposed to really listening and guiding the other person. Now, this last comment is actually the comment I probably get the most from leaders and the coaches that I train through coach training is, oh my gosh, I've got the solution. I just want to fix it. Our fixer just gets triggered the minute somebody hands us a problem or begins to look at things through the lens of problem. So the challenge is how do we help leaders shift away from a fixer mindset into a coach mindset to really open up possibility and collaboration. Really, there are two main objections that I hear when training leaders to lean into coaching as a leadership style. The first is, I just don't have time to do this. I am busy. I've got 800 things on my plate. If somebody comes to me, I'm going to give them the solution and move on the way and get back to whatever it is that I need to do. So what I say in response to that objection is, while that might save you time in the moment, what it is ultimately doing is creating learned helplessness on your team. You're not engaging your team to begin to come up with their own solutions. So what ends up happening is, Maybe in the short term, you're not having a lengthier conversation, but you're having repeated conversations because that person's coming back to you again and again for you to problem solve for them. And using coaching in your leadership might involve additional time on the front end, but what are you doing along the course of time? You are enabling people to use the brain that is between their ears, begin to problem solve with you, and gain confidence in their own ability to create solutions, which goes directly into the second objection that I hear, which is, I know what the person should do. And very truthfully, sometimes leaders are a little uncomfortable giving that the rope or the room for the other person to create their own solution. Now, I want to go back to the fact that as I explored in episode 322, not everything is a coaching conversation. So certainly there are times where there might be a deadline or a very specific reason why 
something has to be done a particular way. And we dive into that, like I said, in episode 322. However, when we think about providing the solution, just because you have a answer doesn't necessarily mean it is the only answer. And what I hear over and over again from the people that I teach to use coaching, whether they're leaders, coaches, etc., is, oh my gosh, when I finally leaned into the process of coaching and allowed the other person to either co-create the solution with me or create their own solution by me asking them and inquiring and partnering with them through the creative process rather than the telling process, they came up with a solution I never would have come up with. And it was such a great solution for this particular issue or for this particular person. Because remember, when people can co-create or create their own solutions, their buy-in, their motivation is so much higher. So when I am training leaders to lean into coaching and they tell me that they don't have time, I ask them to take that 10-story view and look down and say, but over the course of time, if you empower your people to step into their own locus of control, if you allow them to lean into their own creativity and their own knowledge, how are you helping them grow? And it's this very close to that. Yes, we might have a solution, but is it the only solution? And how are you empowering your team? Because our teams get that much more buy-in and are that much more invested when they feel valued and appreciated for what they're bringing forward. So we look at those objections and then we lean into some of the training. And one participant told me was, I have found it so motivational to learn about coaching as a leader. As is typical with most leaders, my instinct is to solve other people's problems rather than guiding them through the process of coming up with their own solution. So then I, as a leader, am left thinking, why can't they just figure this out on their own? Why do they always ask at every step of the way what I would recommend that they do? And now I'm understanding I'm part of the problem. My instinct to be a problem solver actually encouraged this behavior that's irritating to me. And it led not only to a lack of development of the other individual, but it increased my own frustrations. These kinds of comments are so key when leaders begin to lean into the concept of empowering others to truly be their own creative geniuses. When I do trainings with large groups of leaders, I hear, gosh, as I'm listening to this training and as I'm beginning to apply this, I realize that when I do one-on-ones with my people, I'm the one that's leaving with the to-do list rather than my people leaving with the to-do list. That's a problem. We want to be able to empower 
through the conversation, how we're getting other people's creative energy and their accountability and ownership of their own issues. And this training, or just in general, when we use coaching with our people, it increases their ownership, it increases their ability to engage with co-creating solutions. We're going to talk more about this and the benefits of using coaching as part of a leadership style in just a minute. We'll be back to our discussion of how coaching is the secret sauce for leadership after this message. Hi, I'm Michelle Pock, and I've been a member of the Star Coach community for about six months now. And I have to say, this has been such a great experience. I've gotten access to so many wonderful resources that have been helping me as I'm working on building my coaching business and having Meg to ask questions and share information is just amazing. She's bringing in like all of my favorite guests from the show, some of my instructors that I worked with in the coaching program at the University of Texas at Dallas. And we get a chance to ask them some additional questions and get their perspectives on things that is even more than what we get from the Star Coach Show. So just by on my own, some of the things that I've found super valuable from being part of the group as part of a membership, Meg shares resources like the forms that she uses with her clients. I've been using these with some of my one-on-one clients and it's made such a difference in our coaching work together. And also she had this really handy guide about, you know, the best CRMs for coaches and that helped me pick a system to use for my business. So I feel like I'm getting the fast track to what I want to do to build my business. And that really wouldn't be possible without the Star Coach community. So thank you, Meg. Bye. The important thing to remember is that when you're engaged with an organization to aid their leaders in using more coaching skills in their leadership, we're not intent upon helping them become professional coaches, like with the coaches that I train in coach training programs. It's rather helping them learn a process through a framework to have a different type of conversation. So to think about things like, how does one invite more conversation by asking more questions and being genuinely interested and engaged? Or how do the types of questions we ask impact the conversations that we're having? I challenge leaders to think about how skills such as reflection and summary can change and empower the conversation that they're having. And then we also bring awareness to things such as, let's clear out distractions. Let's focus completely on the other person. What's body language telling you? What's your body language telling the people you're talking with? And what's their body language telling you? This and so much more can be so eye-opening for leaders as they shift awareness about the way that they're engaging. I got this comment from 
one of my participants, and it was just so empowering to me, so impactful. He said, you know, Meg, I always saw myself as a great listener, but learning the new concepts in this training has taught me that I'm really a terrible listener. With the pandemic and working remotely over the last few years, I fell further into the bad habit of multitasking while on conference calls and in mentoring sessions with my team members. The biggest distractions are text messages and notifications of emails. And I realize now that I was doing a disservice to everyone that I was in conversation with. So as a result of this training and new awareness, I've made a personal commitment to be 100% undistracted when I'm in meetings with my team members. How powerful is that? So, you know, as with any new skill, it can feel awkward and clunky at first. One leader explained to me, when I first started applying the training, I was quite frustrated with the process. And believe me, I hear this again and again. My initial reaction was to try to find the solution as soon as possible. In retrospect, I realized that I was falling into the trap of steamrolling my team member just so that we could get to my solution, as opposed to focusing on actively listening and inviting in their ideas. And another participant with a similar issue shared this. When I asked for and received feedback on my sessions and then applied it in practice at home and at work and then read through the resources you gave me, I found that I was able to tap down on the instinct to fix everything by focusing more on listening and learning about the person in front of me and the issue that they were bringing forward. It's just so incredibly powerful. And I want to zero in also on the fact that throughout the years that I've done trainings, what I hear repeatedly that I believe really expands the impact of coaching is how often these leaders and the coaches that I train realize that this training doesn't just improve communication at work. It's a beautiful tool to use with our spouses and our children and family members and friends and community. Because when we listen more deeply, when we're truly interested in what the other person is saying and offering, it opens up possibility. It opens up options. It changes the way we engage with one another. So when a leader begins to think about coach as leader, leader as coach, they're taking the time to explore what their team member really wants, how they're going to go about getting it, and what they might need to do differently to make it happen. It's probably one of the biggest awarenesses I see come to light for leaders as they step into the place of, hey, I could co-create this solution with my team members and actually open up more possibility than is just in my brain. When we put two brains together, we come up with a better solution. And 
they begin to truly believe that the best way to service their team is to let go of providing all the answers for them and spoon feeding all the solutions to them. So a couple more comments. I heard after coaching, the most important thing I learned is that the solution to the person's issue really lies within them. If a leader can ask questions to help them arrive at their own conclusions, they're going to be more likely to be engaged and more motivated because they created it. It's these things that we can tell people, but until they really experience them, we don't get the full buy-in. So if you're working with leaders to incorporate more coaching in their communication, how are you challenging them to practice it? And if you're a leader listening, be aware that it's practice and trying again and again and stumbling through the awkwardness that gets us to a result that really begins to change the way that we engage with others. Another leader shared this insight with me. One thing I realized is that the key challenge for a manager is to separate their management role from their coaching role during engaging with an employee. If they stay within the scope of their skill set and maintain the structure of coaching, they can add value and help develop their employees' skills and abilities. So there's real wisdom in that. First of all, that whole concept of what is the purpose of the conversation that I'm having right now? Remember, not everything is a coaching conversation and visit episode 322 to explore that. The other wisdom there is that the process has a structure to it. So trust the process and lean into the process. And it's that balance of both supporting and challenging through inquiry and reflection that a leader who is willing to step into this place can provide their team with different opportunities for growth than just giving them the solution does. Now, earlier on, we heard from a leader who had that commitment to their own growth. And after the training came to a place of saying, you know what, I need to invest and I will invest more time and effort in strengthening and empowering the members of my team. I want to create a workplace culture and climate built on mutual respect so people recognize that their individual and collective talents and values are really creating possibility and a roadmap for advancing their careers. I believe that we're all doing the best that we can. And by providing tools to help leaders be better tool, be better leaders, then they're able to really allow their people to tap into what they want. And then workplaces become healthier and we all sort of do that heavy lifting together. And I'm a realist. I realize that there are common challenges that face leaders. We talked about the time issue. We talked about I have a solution and I just want to give a solution. 
The thing about coaching is that coaching can sound simple, but it's really not easy. It is an art form. And if historically our claim to fame has been that we've, we are the answer person, we're the ones with all the solutions, then that could be hard to give up. The other thing is that, as I said, whenever something's new, it feels clunky. It takes practice to make it good. And when we're busy, we fall into old behaviors. There is a natural resistance to change. It's part of human nature. So we can get frustrated and feel a lack of motivation. So to overcome these challenges, it's really important that we communicate the benefits of coaching, that we highlight. And that's why I use this episode to really talk to you about what I've heard people say about what coaching has done to change their viewpoint of coaching, their viewpoint of leadership, their ability to lean into a new skill set and really create a change on their team. It's also where having the support of a coach to help a leader lean into those new skills really is beneficial or to have a system within an organization, whether it's through peer coaches, whether it's their internal coaches, whether it is uh, revisiting the skill by bringing a mentor coach in. It can be really helpful in changing the culture and bringing more coaching in and building the muscle of coaching across. So in conclusion, I just want to really stress the fact that coaching is an essential skill for any leader who wants to help drive performance, but really achieve better results through enabling and empowering their team to bring their talents forward. So whether you're a leader invested in applying your coaching to your leadership style, or a coach helping the leaders you work with using more coaching to enable their team, it's important to understand the key principles of coaching. And then use those effective techniques and strategies to stay the course, even when things are potentially overwhelming sometimes, or we want to fall back into those old behaviors because they're quick. However, do they have the long-term results that you really want? When there's an increased focus on coaching in the workplace, organizations really can be healthier places to work. They really do help people fulfill their own potential to feel more appreciated and acknowledged in the workplace, which makes people want to stay longer. They feel heard. They feel that their talents are being used. When we have more collaborative solutions, the organization as a whole benefits from that, as does each member in that organization. When I left my practice as a therapist to become an executive coach, it was with the intention to make organizations healthier places for people to work. And I believe down to my toes that helping leaders use coaching when they engage with others gets us much closer to that goal. So there are some resources that you can explore. There are many. I'll just share four here. Coaching as a Leadership Style by Dr. Robert Hicks is a great book 
to focus on how do I bring coaching forward as a leader. The Coaching Habit by Michael Bungay Stainer is another wonderful resource, easy read to begin to apply coaching as a leader. The Five Dysfunctions as a Team, a classic by Patrick Lencioni, is a great tool and resource to begin to think about how do we leverage this skill moving forward. And one of my favorite leadership books, The Leadership Challenge by James Cousis and Barry Posner is a great way to use leadership to empower other people. So with that, I thank you for your time and your attention as I share this passion of helping leaders use coaching to be able to be the best leaders they can be and empower the people that they work with. I invite you to come back next week as I have a great conversation with Nikki Rausch, the sales maven. She's going to share her five-step sales process, but if that sounds like, ugh, I don't know, she is sharing some incredible things about the discovery call, about the way that we invite people into a conversation and move them through the sales process to see if they really want to work with us and if we want to work with them. Once again, I invite you to explore membership at starcoachshow.com and I hope that you have an incredible week. Be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and here's to your coaching success. We'll see you next week.